Hi, my name's Owen, and I'm a big Paris Saint-Germain fan. This series of podcasts will give you the inside story on some of the key moments in the history of our great club. Paris et Magique, the podcast that brings the history of PSG to life. You can't separate Paris Saint-Germain from its famous stadium, the Parc des Princes. To celebrate the stadium's 50th anniversary, let's talk about the history of this legendary venue. Le Parc est magique. Imagine. It's the 25th of May, 1972, and it's a very special birthday when the capital of France becomes home to a unique stadium, the Parc des Princes. Soon enough, it will become woven into the history of Paris Saint-Germain. Before becoming home to PSG and playing host to Kylian Mbappe's stunning sprints, Lionel Messi's mesmerising dribbling and Captain Marquinhos's perfectly timed interceptions, the Parc des Princes went through several stages of life. We're now at the André Malraux roundabout in Boulogne-Billancourt. Let's take a trip back in time to the 18th century when the Porte des Princes woods were here. Over the years, figures from the French monarchy used the area for hunting, from Louis XIV to Charles X. At the time of the French Revolution, the aristocracy took over this wooded area, which ran alongside the walls of Paris's fortifications. Aristocrats, intellectuals and artists came to spend their leisure time strolling along the calm pathways. Let's move on from hunting to different sports, specifically cycling and athletics. On the 18th of July, 1897, on the edge of this swanky area, a new stadium was inaugurated, and not just any kind of stadium, a velodrome. The main cycling track was impressive, stretching over 700 metres long. Henri Desgranges, a professional cyclist, was given the role of event director at the Parc des Princes Velodrome. As the creator of the world-famous Tour de France, he decided to finish the race at the velodrome, where it stayed for the next 64 years. Other cycling races and sporting events were held there, but football matches were few and far between, according to journalist Stéphane Bitton. The first French national football team match at the Parc des Princes was in 1905, and I believe, unless I'm mistaken, that it was a simple curtain raiser prior to a rugby match. Indeed, it was a friendly match between France and Switzerland, ahead of a rugby championship match featuring Racing. One year on, the French national rugby team played their first official match at the Parc des Princes, hosting New Zealand's All Blacks. The stands were small and tightly packed, only fitting 3,200 spectators. The interior was basic and sections of the stands were not effectively separated or cordoned off. In order to host big shows or big events at the Parc des Princes, an expansion and some reinforcement were necessary. Jumping forward to 1932, 
and after more than nine months of renovation, the velodrome opened its doors for a second time. The new stands of the future Parc des Princes, the presidential Paris, Auteuil and Boulogne terraces began to take shape and the capacity increased significantly to 40,000, including 26,000 seats. The areas behind the goal ends were known as the populaire, and then on either side, what were known as the présidentiel, with spectators alongside the touchline. It was much like all contemporary velodromes, like Marseille, like Bordeaux, and several others. Following this major renovation, rugby and of course football started to feature more and more regularly at the park. A few important dates in French football history follow, such as the 23rd of October 1932, the first match featuring Racing Club de Paris, who were competing in the first ever season of the French Professional League Championship. On the 13th of June 1956, the stadium hosted the first European Cup final, which saw Reims defeated by Real Madrid in front of over 38,000 spectators. The park was also the venue for a number of matches during the 1938 World Cup, as well as the inaugural European Championships in 1960, although Colombe Stadium remained the main home of French football. However, all of that was about to change thanks to a third transformation of the park. Colombe was getting on. It dated back to the France 1938 World Cup. The French football and rugby federations wanted a stadium that was up to the standards of those you saw in other European capital cities at the time. There was clearly no such venue within Paris. A decision was taken to knock down the old Parc des Princes and to take advantage of the planned construction of the périphérique road around the city by building a new stadium. In 1967, it became apparent that a good portion of the stands needed to be demolished. The Peripherique Ring Road passed directly underneath the pitch, which presented a particular challenge for chief architect Roger Taibert. His name still comes to mind for many PSG fans, including Pierre from the Ultras Group. Ce stade encore aujourd'hui. Even to this day, I find it spectacular. When Mr. Talibert passed away, he was honored with a banner. And I remember it well. It said, Mr. Talibert, you're genius. You build up or dreamed up the lair of our dreams, something like that. Anyway, we have a lot of respect for that guy, because he did something incredible and something that, in my opinion, has never been matched. Paris's long-awaited dream of having a modern and imposing venue was beginning to come to fruition. It's a new stadium which the Paris city authorities wanted a new stadium. But everyone was thinking, everybody was thinking, there's no more racing. Real Stade Francais isn't doing very well. We need a new club in Paris. The greater Paris football scene was in crisis. It was an odd situation for the president of the French Football Federation, Jacques Georges. The French capital is, without a doubt, the only capital in Europe without a professional club. 
We believe we need to fix that as soon as possible. To go about it, we wanted to consult with everybody, to get everybody involved. In the media, one question came to the fore. Do you want a big football club in Paris? There was a survey where people cut out a small piece of paper to say whether they were in favor or not. I don't know what the result was, I don't remember, but it was yes, I'm sure. The verdict? The French capital urgently needed to stand out in the world of football. Paris Football Club was established, but structuring the club proved to be quite the challenge. From 1969 onwards, a few crackpots tried to pull off a coup on Europe 1 radio. Pierre Belmar is on the mic. His guests were Guy Cresson, president of transport company Calberson, and Pierre-Étienne Guillot, vice president of Racing Club de Paris, which was in the process of being dissolved. They made an appeal for funds, and it was a very effective communication stunt. This was the creation, the birth of what would go on to become Paris Saint-Germain. After nearly four years of renovations, the Parc des Princes was ready to host a match. On the 25th of May 1972, a qualifying match for the Munich Olympic Games took place at the Parc des Princes. The French amateur Olympic team hosting Oleg Blokin's USSR. It's exactly 3.15, kickoff is scheduled for 5 p.m., but even an hour and three quarters before the match, the crowd is building up and the area is getting crowded. The new stadium has certainly managed to create quite a buzz. There was plenty of curiosity. Paris is finally home to a football and rugby stadium, fitting for its status as a capital city. On top of being a sports stadium, it's also fine architectural work, as these images demonstrate. It's been designed to welcome 50,000 spectators. The park had an avant-garde feel to it. Lights were built into the roof structure, and there were no poles that could block spectators' views. With no athletics or cycling track around the pitch, Fans were much closer to the action, and the fantastic acoustics of the ground quickly became a celebrated part of the park's reputation. Here's Pierre Mankowski, who played in that very first match. The stadium was immense. Um, it felt like the pitch was very, very big. The dimensions were huge. It, it was just an impression we had. We all felt a little lost on the pitch and uh, with the, the stands and the size. At that time, in, in particular, it, it was definitely the, the, the case that there weren't many stadiums that big. And on top of that, for that first game, um, there were nearly 30, 35,000 spectators. So it was all huge. It, I was very young at the time, and uh, it really made a big impression on me. For the match, I bought my first ever Super 8 camera so my family could film it. And um, they were able to move from one stand to another. 
So they'd film from next to the corner flag when I was taking a corner, and then they'd go back to their seats. You didn't have zones A, B, C, or gates T and U and so on. For that first match, I think everybody was mixed together. Those were scenes from another time. The official inauguration was held a few days later. The first match in the presence of the French president Georges Pompidou was on 4th of June 1972. It was the French Cup final between Marseille and Bastia. I was there. It was extraordinary. It was a really modern stadium. It was fully covered, which was rare at the time. My father knew the old Parc des Princes, and he said that the noise would get lost in there. But here in the new stadium, it was like a bowl, totally closed off. And the noise the fans made stayed inside the stadium. It meant there was a hell of a noise. It was extraordinary. Singing and shouting for two hours long, it was unbelievable. Paris Saint-Germain would play their first match at the Parc des Princes on the 10th of November, 1973. It was a victorious debut as PSG defeated Red Star Paris in a League Two derby. The following season, following PSG's promotion to the top flight, the club then became the stadium's main residence. Le Parquet Magique is a Paris Saint-Germain podcast produced by Baba Bam. It was written by Melina Boetti, and my name is Owen Thomas. Mm-hmm.